0: Hello and welcome to Entrepreneur's Talk Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. I'm Mark Israel, co-founder of ETA, business angel, CEO, startup coach, and human being. And today I have the pleasure of being your host for this episode. So we start a new series of interviews focused on a crucial topic for startups, money, funding, I personally met the startup uh, we will be meeting today and actually I personally invested into that startup uh, through Mo Angels, my business central practice. Um, and so we are going to hear directly from Kaushik and, and many other startupers actually uh, in the coming weeks who have raised and are still raising money to develop their business. So today, as I said, I'm the immense pleasure to welcome Kaushik Krasad, co-founder of Yugo. Uh, which happened, as I said, to be one of my investments and actually my first investment uh, through Mo Angels. So Kaoshi, thank you very much for joining us. How are you doing today?
1: Very good, Mark. Thank you. Thank you very much for uh, for having me. Um, no pressure, no pressure to me, no pressure <laughs> <laughs> having the investor, the one of the investors in front of me. Yeah, but no, it's good to be here.
0: Uh, great. No, it's uh, it, it's it's great to have you actually as a guest and as the, as our first guest for uh, for this uh, for the series. And so before we dive really into the topic of funding, so I would like to to plan the decor and that you tell us a little bit more about uh, the genesis of Hugo, um, what it does, of course, and how you came up with the idea.
1: Super. So Yugo is basically a taxi booking application. What it does is it connects users to to the nearest available taxi, uh, which is obviously a local taxi in Mauritius. Uh, The fare pricing is transparent and gives the user the option of paying digitally. Now, it's as simple as that. It might sound very simple to you. It might sound like (laughs) this is something that you know of, yeah. Uh, also, your users, your users who've been, uh, who traveled would uh, would relate to the idea. However, the, the key here that I was, the key point that I was trying to make is this was something that was non-existent in Mauritius at that time. You know, this, Interesting. This, uh, the entire idea, the entire idea, even though it was existing in the world and, and it was probably a billion dollar industry at that time, it was still non-existent. And yeah, I mean, how it came about. So this as well, I mean, like they say, you know, with every every business plan and every business model, it is, it is basically a, 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 prop, a solution to a problem. And which exactly was Hugo. We, I arrived, or rather we arrived, uh, I and my wife, my wife and I actually. So we arrived in Mauritius in 2015. Uh, we were working in the Middle East. We arrived uh, into Mauritius. We actually decided so there was a plan behind it. So we decided to call Mauritius home. Uh, that's it. That was the only plan. So what are we going to do here? No idea. We'll come. We'll figure. We'll figure it out. But it's just wow. a beautiful island. We've got the beach. Yeah, we've got the house. Yeah, let's let's just go ahead. So we arrived here. I mean, the first thing that really struck out to us was uh, availing a taxi. Starting from the airport, we are like, okay, what? There is, there is an issue. (laughs) So I mean, we didn't really think about it so much. Uh, We said, okay, what? There is an issue, but uh, let's figure it out. So we still managed to get home. Uh, Then over the next, over the course of the next few days, we realized that, okay, what? There is really a problem. And. It just came naturally, It is like uh, okay, we decided, yes, we know there is a problem, we're not mm-hmm. too sure why we need to now look into this, and we we decided, okay, this is what it is. We are going to do something about it, and that's where the whole idea came about. I mean obviously it uh, it took a long time. I mean, it was not just that the, it was the idea, obviously, there was a role of research, et etc, that went yeah. into it but but from where it came about, it really came about uh, uh, from our own personal experience. Mm. You know, availing a taxi in, in Mauritius, I mean, you would know this as well. It's not as easy as, you know, just walking out and, and, and getting a taxi on the road. Yeah, true. If you get lucky, you might find one. But if you find one, then then comes the question about the fare. Yeah. There aren't, there aren't any meters in Mauritius. So <laughs> how are we done? How do I know what to pay? And you, and you know, I mean, you know me, I, I'm not a Mauritian. So obviously I get fares different than, than what I look at.
0: Yeah, that, that's the politically correct thing.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it, yeah depending. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, you know, my wife who's with me, I mean, she's she's actually also the co-founder uh, and uh, the director of operations with Hugo currently. She's with me now. She's lived outside uh, of Mauritius for for almost, she had lived for almost 12 years. So she's as bad as me. I'm like, (laughs) is the price good? Can we pay that much? And she's like, "Uh, I don't know. (laughs) So yeah, Yeah. then we realized we're we're both as bad. So yeah, that was another thing. Yeah. Yes, one thing led to another, and uh, there we had. Uh, I mean, this was basically more or less the uh, the whole okay. uh, the birth of Hugo in in a way. And 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 so so
0: it's interesting that basically it comes from a personal experience, so um, you know, and saying, "Hey, I want to solve my problem first and see whether we can generalize um, to a, to a bigger solution." Um, so so you you built. That thing from scratch. So, what was the biggest challenge or the biggest challenges uh, you faced when when building that that application?
1: I mean, uh, you know, it was it was not just about building the app. I mean, uh, we obviously, like you know as well, we obviously had uh, references around the world as to okay what the app should look like. Yeah. But it was more really about understanding why the app did not exist. Yeah. <laughs> When it was such a big industry already, why did it not exist here? Yeah. So uh, a lot of R&D really went into understanding uh, understanding the culture, understanding the mentality of uh, people's day-to-day lives, how they operate, why they take taxis. I mean, literally uh, the amount of research at the grassroots level. I mean, me and my wife, so we're, we're sitting at taxi stands. We're just watching, we're just literally watching cars, I mean, not cars, taxis, what are they yeah. doing? How many trips? I mean, is there a discussion on the price? What's happening? We did that for almost six months, wow. various taxi. stands. I mean, the good thing was, uh, we got to explore the island. So we went to various taxi stands around the island. And uh, uh, we spent a few hours at each and every taxi stand just understanding what's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was the start of it and then and then we said okay let's take this further and then we started talking to users so we we put a few questionnaire uh in place and then we went you know with our iPads we we're like okay so you know we have a few questions obviously they think what's happening what are these guys all about and plus I'm speaking english so that's another thing but nevertheless i mean uh, we had we had really good insight from users uh we got really good insights from users and equally good insights from drivers as well from taxi drivers mm-hmm, as to mm-hmm. what were they looking for and uh, what was a real issue and then we found out okay well this is one of the one of the key things was the the culturally rooted system that was there I mean, yeah every every person here whoever ever needs a taxi calls the neighborhood taxi guy yeah the taxi guy that we know we have his number we call him uh, if he's not available our plans change but yeah if we're going we're taking him or we're not going at all sort of thing so i mean this this was a real challenge we realized okay well you know developing the app uh, for this market is one thing but then changing the mindset is another ball yeah. game altogether. um but yes, we were we were, I mean, we had the vision and we were we were quite persistent. We were sure that you know it will change. I mean it's mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things whereby if you if if something has not been put in front of you, you would not know that it existed. Correct. So Correct. if if there is no app, people are not going to use it. Yeah. But now if there is a, a possible solution. If not today, but there will be a day when they will use it, and then they'll realize, oh, okay, well, this is making my life easier, mm-hmm. and this is really for for uh, benefiting me in a way. Yeah,
0: and particularly when when you want one, and I know I've I've been a user, of course, of Hugo and and the one thing that is quite useful is just being able to book at a specific time. So saying, hey, you know, I if I will I will need my taxi in an hour. Okay, so let's find somebody exactly. who agrees to do that. Exactly.
1: Um, exactly and 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 this was this was part of uh, it came out from uh, uh, from our research as well. I mean, from our r and d that just booking a taxi immediately and finding one in in a few minutes was not uh, the only solution. People Correct. also wanted to plan well in advance. They yep. wanted an option to be able to book for tomorrow book yep. for three hours later. Just to know that, yes, I have booked it. I don't want to wait till the last minute. I want to be assured that I will find a taxi when I needed one. Yeah. And and yes. Nice.
0: So, it's so, yeah, it's a solution to a problem. And the the, the, but the problem, I think, evolves as well with time. So you find you know new things that people have uh, issues with and so, and, and you evolve. So I think that's the beauty of digital as well as being able to, to exactly. move. But I think what what I, what I like, you know, and, and when we talk about, you know, this this uh, minimum viable product thing, um, it's always it, it's always user centric. And I think that you YouTube, YouTube, took that, that approach. That let's talk to users. Let's talk to not only end users, but, but drivers as well, understanding what, what problems were. And we know that the taxi is a kind of a mafia here. Um, so if, if people don't like you, they will get rid of you <laughs> one way or another. Right. So you need to work with them. You need to understand the problem. So brilliant. All right. All right. Now go, going to the, to the money issue or the money challenge. So uh, where where and how did you find the money to start Yugo? Uh,
1: this is, a, I mean, yeah. This is a question that everybody wants to know, isn't it? Where did the money come from? I mean, it's, that's the bottom line. Okay, well, it's, it's a good product, etc. Well, that's fine. Where did the money come from? Yeah, <laughs> no, but this is true. I mean, this uh, the for any startup. I mean, I being being one as well, and and we we relate to almost all all other startups as well in the ecosystem since we've we've uh, been in touch with them. Raising funds is a challenge period i mean you know it is uh, it is and there is there is there is no two things about it it is a challenge um having said that it is it's it's i think it is just one of the challenges in in the whole uh, life cycle of a startup it is not the only challenge yes it has got its i mean you know i, I would say every challenge has got its, its own significance and its own role to play so for us uh what I mean after after we we finalized that, we actually put a business plan together after all the research etc. and then we thought okay well now next round so now what we're doing is uh, I mean rather next step let's try and find funds yeah all all we had was that we had a very detailed it was a seventy page business plan so we had a wow. business plan put together the financial etc. I mean everything the research was very very detailed uh, um, nice. Everything was in place. Now we're thinking, okay, well, which which door are we knocking? Yeah. And imagine this is 2016, 2017. Um, you would you would probably relate to this as well. So we're thinking, okay, who, which door are we knocking now? So obviously, not knowing too much about uh, about the country and about the industry as well. So we thought, okay, well, let's go first to the banks. <laughs> <We started> to- <laughs> yeah oh
0: so, yeah banks yeah, yeah. We, and that's true when we think money we think bank but probably With the bank, bank exactly, is, is the worst place yeah, to raise money
1: exactly and yeah i mean it uh, it took us quite some time actually so it took us it took us about uh about a year and a half actually to realize that yeah bank is not the way forward i mean this is not going to happen yeah um at that time, what had also happened was there was a government uh, initiative. It was a uh, uh, digitalized Mauritius or digital Mauritius. So there was a government initiative that had also come in. And it was it was really focused on mobile apps. And we thought, okay, well, it's a brilliant time frame. It's a brilliant opportunity as well. Let's go and apply. So we applied for that Um again we spent about a year um, um, almost a year and a half with them as well it didn't go anywhere it oh did gosh. not go anywhere just just because the uh, people were not able to relate to the concept hmm. they like like i said at the start you know the culture rooted imagine we have uh, the committee the committee who's sitting there uh, uh, in approving these investments they actually say no but nobody's going to take a book a taxi because they have a they have the phone number of a taxi on their on their on their mobile <laughs> and and we're trying to explain we're tra- we're trying to sell a, a concept to them and we thought okay what well, you know this is not going to work we tried we tried we gave uh, almost two years of our lives trying with them and the banks. And then we said we gave Jesus. up, but that's this is not going to work. Next, who do we look for next? So now we thought, okay, well, we need to look for either some sort of a business angel. Family is not going to happen because we tried family. The families also gave up on us. So they said, no. <laughs> so we said, uh, <laughs> yeah, they gave up. So we said, okay, let's look at... Uh, Possible angels, uh, uh, VCs, any sort of investment. I can tell you, in 2016, there were no angels flying around yet.
0: No, I know
1: there was nothing. There was nothing that existed of this of this sort. Um, as a matter of fact, one of the first few incubators they were they had not started yet. They were launching something, but had not started yet. So even they were quite fresh. Yeah. Um, the incubators that we have now—they were not there at that time. Nevertheless, um, internet, Google, Google is great at times. So <laughs> we just looked, we just looked and we started sending out cold CVs. I mean, cold, uh, cold emails. Uh, phone calls as well, trying to set up meetings from here, there. And then we thought, okay, well, family fund. This also is a possibility. Let's try that. So we started family funds as well. I mean, not started, but started contacting family funds. Um, about three, about almost about three months of constant sending out uh, feelers, we finally got lucky. I mean, we did have we did have a few meetings, uh, uh, pitch sessions as well. Nothing really came out of that. But, you know, I mean, uh, every session that that uh, that one goes to pitch, you come out with a, with a different idea. You come out yeah. with something that you didn't know of and you learn something out of it. So yeah. that also helped us. So it helped us because, again, we had not done this earlier. True. So uh, moving on, then we finally came, uh, we met a family fund. Uh, uh they had some funds left aside actually. So they had really done a big investment uh, um uh, within their group. It was a buyout of a company, and they had some funds left over. It it worked really well for us because they understood the vision. They were also well traveled, so they had seen they had seen the idea around the world, yeah. so and they had a vision as well. They shared our vision, saying, Yeah, but this could be a possibility. This is something that uh, that merchants actually needs, and we could make it happen. So yes, I mean, there was a lot of effort, correct? But yes, I would, I would say we got lucky as well with them.
0: But, and, but, but and yeah, yeah. But but I think I think you mentioned you mentioned something which is important is that basically you learned every time you every time you pitched every time you you reached out to somebody, um, you know. And even through the the, the banks engagements or to the government funding and everything, so you learn. And I think that right. I, I, I I'm a true believer that that luck does not happen. Luck is almost manufactured by persistence, yeah. resilience, patience. You name it, whatever you want. But it's just trying, trying, trying. And one one day, you know, well, it will bang on your door and say, "Hey, luck is there." Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, you, I think that you would you would never. Have found your investor, your original investor, if you had not gone through all those steps before. Probably,
1: absolutely agree. I know, I agree. I mean, it's it, it's it's easier to say it that way when you say, "Oh yeah, I got lucky with this." But yeah. I mean, because I, I say it in the context of having known startups that have struggled for years. Yeah. And have done multiple pitches, but but really haven't uh, got funded or anywhere close to funding. Yeah. And so I, I base it on that but yes and and I absolutely agree with you every time every time we have done a meeting uh uh be it a pitch session or just a meeting we've found something new and we've we've taken it back we've worked on it we've come back with you know, certain things i I mean I can share this with you uh, at this stage uh the, in in a life cycle I mean from a from a startups perspective as well for somebody who's starting up now obviously we're not we haven't been in the game, so we don't know. I mean, we don't know what works, what doesn't work, yeah. what should the flow be, uh, you know, the uh, the lingo as well. I yeah. mean, I, I remember there was there was a meeting that we had, and and somebody mentioned uh, uh to us saying, okay, well, you have a business plan, but do you have a term sheet? And we <laughs> like, okay, so <laughs> what, what so are we talking about? <laughs> exactly so ivani and i were looking at each other and we're like you know we uh we don't have it at this stage but yeah we would be happy to actually send it across we're like okay well done. as soon as we walk out of the meeting we're googling okay what's term sheet now <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and literally this is what happens so we we go back and and okay so we we look at templates of term sheets and how they should be so so you know that and and then came a point where where really we were almost to a level where we were actually trying to educate investors, not educate in a way, but then you know in a way tell investors that okay we've got this, and then they are actually asking us okay what is a term sheet? We are like okay well, this is what we're looking for. This is another another thing actually. So this is another side of the coin. Uh, which is since, since we've come to this, it's a segue actually. So let me, let me just share this with you as well. This was another set of challenge. Yes, we were looking for funds. Yes, we had uh, uh, investors who were interested, but then then came this uh, this other side of the coin where the investors actually have never invested in startups yeah. They've never invested in tech startups for that matter. Yeah. They have multiple businesses, yeah. but these are existing businesses and these are businesses that are probably going to remain and will, will be in their will forever sort of thing. They've never invested in a startup. They don't know. I mean, they would. They didn't really understand the life cycle of the yeah. startup and, and the terms and how the startup should be as well. Yeah, I can tell you, uh, we... I mean, this is also one of them from our meetings as well. We went, we pitched, and when we we're like, okay, well, this is what we're giving away in, in terms of equity and what we're looking for. It was about uh, 15% equity for for, uh, for uh, the number of shares. The investor actually came out and said, you know what? Uh, this is my offer to you. We will keep 85% and we will give you 15%. <laughs> you're kidding I am telling you this is the I mean this is literally this is what happened and we're like oh how does that work I mean you know founder motivation Crazy. you know next Crazy. round yeah. I mean it doesn't work out but they they were really serious they were happy to yeah. fund and they said we will sign right now the funds that you're looking for we will sign right now but these are our terms I mean, yeah they, they were
0: they were probably more used to LBO, so leverage buyout, those kind of things, where you take a exactly, majority stake exactly. and then you try to maximize right. the whole thing and sell it back, blah blah blah, the whole thing. So yeah, exactly. And, and, but but I think I think that's that's a very important point that you're making as well is that, well, particularly at that time and in Mauritius, but I think it, it's true as well in many many countries in Africa where the the maturity of the ecosystem is pretty low. Uh, yeah if there is an ecosystem like you said you know 2015 2016 there was no ecosystem no incubation right. there were a couple of funds or vcs family offices and stuff like that but they did not know what a startup was probably most of them still don't know um yeah and so and so you you need to pick your investors you need to understand you know which kind of investment they are they are used to i think it's important otherwise you lose your time
1: exactly exactly no i mean I'd, uh, i uh you know, it also uh, we also say that beggars can't be choosers. So at that time when we were looking for <laughs> yeah. someone, you know, we're, we're not we are knocking every possible door, True. and then we True. realize okay, well certain doors we shouldn't have knocked. But again, uh, like like we said discussed earlier as well, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to learn something. Yeah. Now you also know that a market like that exists. You know, there are questions like these that can come up as well. Um, there are points like these that can be made. So yes, everything has been a learning curve, which mm. which has been brilliant. Yeah. You know.
0: Oh I, I, and, and I think that we could we could discuss for for hours, unfortunately. So we're getting close to the end already. You know, it's just uh it's close already? To half an hour? Yeah, yeah. We've been talking for close to half an hour. Uh, so we try to we try to keep it short and sweet for the listeners. Um, but I, I have a last question, which is a kind of a signature question. So what would be your top advice to young or aspiring entrepreneurs when it comes to raising money and funding?
1: Raising money and funding. <laughs> Top advice, top advice that I would say, Uh, definitely one which is your research, uh, research in terms of uh, in terms of uh, the business model that they have, and research also in terms of the numbers. It is it is really very very important to know your numbers by heart. I mean, you (laughs) have to. I mean. I'm not, just, I'm not just saying uh, uh, read the numbers and, and have them in mind. Basically, yeah. have justification for your numbers. So even in a session or anything like that, you cannot just pull numbers from thin air. Yeah. Whatever you have need to make sense and you yeah. should have an answer for each and every cent that you're talking about. So this is really important. So preparation and research on, uh, on your numbers, I think it's really, really important. We'll go a long way.
0: Brilliant. Thanks. Thanks very much, Gavushi. It's, it's, it's uh, I think it's, uh, that's, uh, that's yeah, the best advice possible. To, uh, yeah, be on top of your numbers, know exactly what they mean. Uh, how did you come up with those numbers? Because the forecast is a forecast. It's not just, oh, you know, we're going to make 20 million next month. But why? Correct. Explain, to, explain, but why? Explain, explain to me explain. why. <laughs> so, yeah, no, Every you're
1: right. It has to be justified. Otherwise, it yeah. will, it's not going to work. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks very much. Thanks very much for the conversation. And uh, thanks to uh, our audience who tuned up and are listening. Um, You've been listening to Entrepreneur's Talk Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. I'm Mark Israel, co-founder and CEO of the Talk Collective, the company behind Entrepreneur's Talk Africa. And today we had the immense pleasure of hosting Kaoshi Kratot from Yugo. You'll be able to find the link to Yugo and download the app uh, in the show notes. So before our next episode, thank you for taking 10 seconds to give us five stars on the podcast app you're using. It really helps us. So thanks in advance and see you next week for more inspirations and actions from across the African continent.